This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Joe and Harvey, if I say worst movie you've ever seen, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Trolls 2 for me. Every Harry Potter movie ever made. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You get one movie to watch, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, any movie of the series, or The Irishman. Oh, it's not even close. The Irish, oh, they had so much CGI on Robert De Niro, he looked like a he looked like a robot. I thought he never looked better. I thought it was ranging ball oh, over again. Oh, Tara, you, you see, and they see, and they say I'm a troll. Oh, you're sarcasm. Me? No, that's not me. That's that's hard. This is the Gordon Damer Show. The Irishman is Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. And this person by the name of Gordon Damer said that the movie's terrible. To say it's terrible, that's just being that guy. On 98.7 ESPN. It's it was unimaginably bad. And long like no good movie is is uh is too long and, and no bad movie is too short the irishman was bad and long it was terrible and 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 that was a clip from years ago of don talking about the irishman saying that how great it was and uh, he couldn't wait back he couldn't wait to go back and watch I, I just wonder has he gone back and watched it that's it's been out now for a few years at least a couple print that tweet oh, it that ter- it was terrible oh i kept waiting for it to get better it did not get better. It did not get better. All right, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 11-15, uh, we'll have uh, my NFL picks, which, oof, those have been horrible so far. 11-30, we will do what I learned on TikTok. We moved it back to 11-30 today to kind of get more uh, Zach Wilson, <laughs> as if you've not had enough time. <laughs> to get your Zach Wilson points in, we moved in it. But I did want to touch on some baseball stuff, and, and a couple of people have called up and talked about it. But I wanted to talk about the Yankees as the season comes to a close here. Uh, one, nice to see Carlos Rodon finish up the season strong. Huh? His start last night was like the end of a, the aristocrats joke. It was, woof, that was boy, oh boy. And here's the thing. I always thought that Rodon is going to be a guy who's going to be hurt, right? He's been hurt a lot this year, so I completely expected him to get hurt, and everyone should have expected him to get hurt because he's always been hurt. It's been the most consistent thing about his baseball career. And signing a guy to a six-year contract when he's always hurt and coming off a career high in innings and starts when he's 30, again, you didn't. that was not really a, 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 something that was so far, oh, wow, I could never... I could never expect him to, to get hurt. It was not uh, an outlandish thing to think, yeah, this guy's going to get hurt. So that I expected. I did not expect that he would stink. And boy, did he ever stink. He stunk from, from jump, basically. And you'd have to say, at least through one year, he has been the worst starting pitcher of the Brian Cashman era. He's been worse than Carl Pavano. He's been worse than Keagawa. He's been worse than whoever, Sonny Gray, Kevin Brown, Jeff Weaver, Randy John, whoever you want to go to, he has been worse. And he was the one move they made. So when Hal Steinbrenner is going to have his his audit, oh, the big audit's coming. I wonder how we got into the position we're in. Oh, I don't know. The one move you made was god awful. He was hurt. 
And he was horrible. So can't wait for five more years of this. And the fact that his mile per hour, his, his, his velocity was down last night a little bit, I could just, I'm just waiting for that. Oh, well, it turns out next year he's going to be hurt to start next year. Waiting for it. This is going to be a perpetual thing. And, and you just have to hope at this point, now that the contract is signed, that he has one year where he's able to stay healthy and give you something of value. And I saw that, I think his, his I don't, there's certain stats that I just don't like. War, I'm not a big believer in uh, wins above replacement. I don't like war either, but I certainly don't like wins above replacement. The fact that, that somebody's got to explain to me how Carlos Rodon's war can only be like minus 0.1. He's had to have been worse than that. I mean, the guy's had an ERA of seven. His war is only, it's not even minus one. It's minus 0.1. Sorry, that doesn't make any sense. The other thing was, the big story this week was from uh, Bob Clappish talking about the Yankees audit. And the headline has been, and it's completely not true. The, the headline of that story was, and it's not Bob's fault, it's the headline, right? Massive changes. That's what you've heard, right? Massive changes are coming. Massive change. That's all your quote-unquote massive changes. That's been the headline. But that's not really what he said. What he said was massive changes to the way they do business. That's not the same thing as massive change. Massive changes means the GM's out, the manager's out. Massive changes to the way they do business means neither of those guys are going anywhere, and we didn't really expect them at this point to be going anywhere. But they're going to change maybe the, the balance of analytics to scouting and stuff. So it's not, it's not the headline that you saw. Because when you see massive changes, you think, oh, boy, people are getting fired. Nobody's getting fired. Nobody's getting fired. And unfortunately, because they played well or well enough down the stretch of, of, of September when it was completely meaningless and the season was already over, that at least allows them to spin the, the narrative that, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was, it, was, it was the injury to judge. Some things didn't go our way. We were unlucky. We were unlucky. You know who was unlucky? The Padres were unlucky. The Padres had, in terms of talent, Really good production this year. Their pitching was good. Their offense wasn't terrible. Their bullpen was good. But they just, they were very unlucky. They, they lost an incredible amount of, of one-run games and extra inning games. And maybe that just means that, that clearly something's off in terms of the mix of the personalities and whatnot. That's unlucky. The Yankees weren't unlucky. They were bad. They were bad. They, they had a team last year in the second half of the year that stumbled to the finish, got swept in the ALCS, and, and, and looked like they didn't belong on the field with the Astros. And they then used the offseason to make one move, which was Carlos Rodon, and he stunk. End of story. I saved you the audit. There you go. And the, and the, <laughs> and the sentence that has to make any Yankee fan who lives and dies with this team just laugh out loud was the line, Hal Steinbrenner is committed to find out what went wrong and how to fix it. What went wrong? You're spending 150 guys who did absolutely nothing. You, have, you had two guys in the starting lineup who were above average. Two. Judge was awesome and Glaber was pretty good. Everyone else was terrible. <laughs> Gee, I, how did we get here? How did we get here? 
it was a bl- it was a roadmap to how you got here. Oh my god! And there'll be enough time to talk about this when we actually get into the off season. Yankee fans dreaming of them going out and getting Juan Soto. Guys, come back to us here on planet Earth. That is not happening. Juan Soto, uh, and I would love to have one. I've been the, the president of the Juan Soto fan club. I told you when he got traded to the Padres, this is the guy you move heaven and earth for. For, for his production at his age and all these times. That's where, that's where you go out and get. I don't care who you have to give up, what crown jewels you have to give up. Go get Juan Soto and pair him with, with Aaron Judge, and then you have you, you have a, a middle of the order. I mean, that's like Mantle and May. I, I mean, it's crazy. That would be fantastic, of course. But Juan Soto passed on a contract with the Nationals of 15 years and $440 million. The Yankees, I don't think, I hope to be wrong, I don't think that they're going out and signing anybody like that. They've got enough albatrosses in terms of they already have one that they'll probably spend a good portion of the offseason trying to figure out what to do with, and that would be Giancarlo Stanton. I don't see them going down that road and spending that kind of money. So for for Hal Steinbrenner, who's going to demand change and figure out what went wrong and how to fix it, it, his part of it is pretty simple. Go out and and open up the, the checkbook. And, and try to fix some of these problems. Now, I wouldn't trust the person that you're up, you, you, you put in charge to, to go out and spend that money, but that's another thing that it doesn't seem like you're going to fix. So if, you, if you're telling me he's going to be the guy who's going out and spending the money, well, then you're going to have to spend a whole lot money, more money because the money that he spent already hasn't gotten you where you want to go. And it, that is if you're committed to find out what went wrong. What went wrong? What went wrong? Oh, I don't know. A bunch. A bunch went wrong. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones here. Uh, let's go to Paul is in Marlboro. Paul, what's going on, man? Hey, I was just going to address something Cola said earlier. that mm-hmm. uh, The second guessing of the Jets going out and getting Aaron Rodgers and yeah. who wins the Super Bowl in one year. Well, recent history has shown that if you've got a good team and you're missing the quarterback, you're missing a critical thing, and you go get that quarterback and it works out. The Broncos got Manning and got to the Super Bowl right away, won it a couple of years later. Um, Tampa Bay, got they had a decent team, couldn't make the playoffs with the other quarterback, got Brady, won the Super Bowl right away, and the Rams went out and got Stafford and won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we could say, oh, it sucks that um, um, Rodgers got hurt, but recent history shows – You've got a decent team, get that quarterback, and you have a decent shot of winning the Super Bowl. Without the quarterback, you can't do it. That's all. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely, Paul, and that's uh, and thanks for the phone call. That's a point that's been made a bunch. I didn't make it there, but yes, absolutely. Uh, you need elite quarterback play, and it has worked in, uh, in other spots, uh, but uh, when your quarterback goes down four plays in, tough to recover from. Tough to recover from. Jason is in New Jersey. Jason, what's going on? Hey, how's it how's it going? Um, I just moved here from uh, from uh, Chicago, so it's been a big wake up call for for uh, radio shows for sure. But I love your show. Um, I listen to it every day. It's really addicting. Uh, so what I was going to say was, I think one point that a lot of people are are missing is that I, I believe Aaron Rodgers definitely has an X factor, right? I think you know you can see what he did for Jordan Love and you know the Jets. You know, they, they, they recruited and signed uh, Wilson, and they saw something in him. And maybe this 
they thought could get him over the hump and, and put a Band-Aid on things and get three years out of Rodgers. I mean, he's a productive guy, and he's intense, and I think he gets a lot out of his players on both sides of the ball. People want to play for him. And I just think it's something that a lot of people lose sight of. There's a lot of Monday morning quarterback stuff going on. But at the end of the day, you know, six months ago, everyone thought the Jets made the best decision in the world. And I think at the time it really was. I mean, it's easy to say now that he's hurt. Like, what, what were they thinking? But I, I think at the time they made the best decision possible. And uh, as far as movie, movies go, Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack 2, we should have thought of that one. Yep, absolutely. All right, Jason, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the kind words. No, anybody who's telling you now, oh, going out and getting Aaron Rodgers, that was a mistake and they should have done this. I think that that's unfair because it seemed like, unless you were already on that that train because you didn't think that he was going to get you to a Super Bowl, okay, fine. But to me, I'm not, I thought they should go get Rodgers. I thought that that was the best guy available. Go get him. It, it, it was the, the, all you really had to do was give up a couple of second round picks. So be it fine. Uh, so I'm not going to criticize that. Keeping Zach Wilson as the backup, that one I will criticize because that seemed at the time to be a mistake. I, I got through last season thinking you, you, it's funny to me that people are, are, are of the belief, well, if, if Zach Wilson doesn't play well this weekend, that's it for him here in New York. We already what he already had a, a series of this is it for him in New York. Th- we dealt with that last year. How many last chances does a guy get? This is like a John Wick movie. How many last? It's enough. We knew that this was the case, and yet the, they allowed him to not only stay in the roster but be the, the the heartbeat away from from being the starting quarterback. It never made sense. So no, I'm not going to criticize going out and getting Aaron Rodgers based on how it turned out. That's unfair. But keeping Zach Wilson as the backup, that was always a mistake. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, our week four NFL picks. This is the week, people. We turn it around, and we do it next on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, people, you know that music. It means I'm going to screw up some NFL picks. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. It is time for NFL picks. <laughs> Hopefully you've faded so far. That, well, look, that's why they call it gambling. Some, um, sometimes you do the analysis, you, you figure out where the game is going to be won and lost, and, and it just... It's a game of inches. Like last week, we lost that heartbreaker with the Broncos. We were, we were right there. We were, we were right there. You know what's crazy? The Broncos have been the, the punchline, right? Losing by 50 points, giving up 70 points. Do you realize that this season, three games in, the Broncos, 0-3, their point differential this year is actually better than the Giants' point differential this year. Broncos, who lost the game by 50. Their point differential is minus 53. The Giants' point differential is minus 55. Can't make uh, Giant fans feel too good. But they can fix that this week when they face off against the Seahawks. All right, well, look. This year, we had the best of intentions. The last few years, I've done a very good job picking games. A couple of years ago, we picked all the games. We finished above 500 for the season. Last year, 
We were, of course, the Cover 5 champion. I'm still waiting from that email to see if we're all signing up for Cover 5 again. I don't think it's coming. So this year, I said, let's do it with one hand tied behind our back where we only pick underdogs. Make it more difficult, right? Make it more challenging. Push the envelope. Well, the envelope uh, pushed back, and we've been terrible. We're three and six on the season, which is unacceptable. So we're scrapping that idea. I'm not going to be like the Jets. I, I had an idea. It didn't work. I'm moving off the idea. I'm not going to waste any more time on the idea. The Jets, they had an idea of drafting Zach Wilson second overall. Hasn't worked. They're sticking with that. No, that's wrong. I, I would be a hypocrite if I did the exact same thing that I'm criticizing them for doing. So out is the idea that we're just picking underdogs. Sorry, not doing it anymore. We're going to win games. We're going to make some money here. First game, it is the game of the weekend. Dolphins. Bills, Buffalo, minus two and a half. Dolphins off to a red-hot start. Everybody, everybody singing the Dolphins' praises. They're 3-0. and They're going to win the AFC East. They're going to challenge the, the top teams in the sport this year. They could be a Super Bowl team. I've seen the power rankings of some people where they have the Dolphins number one. They scored 70 points last week. How could you not be high on the Dolphins? Well, because I've been here before. And this is not somebody who's rooted for an organization for 40 years speaking. Last year, I gave you the stats during the week. Last year, Dolphins started 3-0. This year, started 3-0. Last year, at this point, Tua off to a hot start. Last year, at this point, week four, he had thrown eight touchdowns. This year, Tua has thrown eight touchdowns. Last year, he had thrown, at this point, two interceptions. This year, he's thrown two interceptions. Even his completions and attempts are exactly mirror images. I forgot to write those numbers down, but they are. Trust me. This game, two things stand out. A, for all the praise of the Dolphins, it seems as we head into week four, two of the worst defenses in the sport are the Chargers and the Broncos, and the Dolphins have played well against them. The Bills, on the other hand, have a really good, uh, really good defense. Good offense, good defense. Secondly, Tua has done a great job playing against Bill Belichick. Oh, it seems like he's always beaten the Patriots. When he's, when he's playing the game, they, they do very well. They have not done very well against the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills, this is kind of a little bit of a statement game for them, if they could have one. They, they can't fall two games behind the Dolphins in, in the division, right? They would be 2-0, and and the Dolphins would be 4-0 with a win against them in Buffalo. So it's 2 and a half. It's, it's less than a field goal. Give me the Bills at home, minus the two and a half. Next up, Ravens and Browns. Cleveland, minus one and a half at home. Well, one of the big stories so far this year, which has not really gotten the pub, maybe it's because it's not the sexy thing, is that the Browns' defense has been elite. And I'm not really sure that people have, uh, like the market has recognized that just yet. I gave you the stat on the ESPN New York Tonight Show. The Browns so far this year have given up 20 first downs. The next team has given up more than twice that. So their, their defense has done it. I think they've only allowed one drive into the red zone, and that didn't even end up in a touchdown. So their defense has been unbelievable. Now, I think they take a little bit of a step up this week with facing off against the Ravens, division opponent, generally division game. I would always take the points. Here, I'm going to lay the points. Ravens are banged up. 
it seems like they're always banged up. And I think that this could be a, a big-time performance from the Browns, and especially that defense against a banged-up Ravens squad. Give me the Browns. Minus a point and a half. And then finally, game number three for this week. We will go with an underdog. Patriots, Cowboys, Dallas is a minus six and a half. Cowboys, of course, coming off that uh, embarrassing performance against the Cardinals a week ago. And in terms of talent, you have to say the Cowboys are uh, far and beyond where the Patriots are. Patriots really don't have game breakers. They kind of have a lot of -of middle-of-the-road guys. That's why I thought last week that the Jets' defense really could make hay because look at look at the the offense that they would have to slow down. It's not like there's it's Juju Smith-Schuster, it's Kendrick Bourne, it's Zeke, and and the Jet defense is good, but it's not elite. But I digress. I'm talking about the Patriots and Cowboys, much like a week ago, the one game I got right, I, I, I looked at the coaching matchup between Mike Tomlin and Josh McDaniels. I said, eh, coaching is important. I'm going to go with Tomlin, and sure enough, it paid off. Coaching matchup here is Belichick versus McCarthy. So give me the Patriots plus the six and a half. So those are our picks for week number four. Patriots, Browns, Bills. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Also, what do I have for you here? I got some other stuff for you. We got a lot. Look, this show flies by quicker than any show uh, that I'm involved in, certainly. It just feels like the three, it's here, it's gone, it's, it's, it's already away. But I should tell you, MLB Round Trippers is driven by Coach USA. And we touched on the Yankees earlier. There's one other thing that came up this week in baseball. And it was, it's something that comes up regularly. You can almost, it's, it's like a clock. You can count on it twice a day. A broken clock is, is right twice a day. A, a broken clock is right more than Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez had the other night with that Phillies game, the check swing by Bryce Harper, uh, another chance to make a big decision in a game and and got it wrong. And it's it's almost hysterical at this point. Anytime that you need, it's almost hard to believe that Angel Hernandez could be this wrong this often. Anytime you see the guy pop up, it's because he's been wrong. And I was watch. I followed the um, what is it? Umpire auditor on uh, Twitter on X, who goes around and, and checks on all the different umpires, balls, strikes, big calls, everything else. It, it was just like a week ago. Angel Hernandez was behind the plate, and it was one of the worst perform. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was like he got like eighty-two percent of the calls right, which is ridiculously low for for what you're looking for from a home plate umpire. So. I, I get that because of the, the umpires' union, it's very hard to do anything, right? Like, baseball would love to be able to move off of Angel Hernandez. But what's the one thing that, that all these sports talk about? The integrity of the game. How important the integrity of the game is. You can't mess with the integrity of the game. Pete Rose, not in the Hall of Fame, because of the integrity of the game. It's kind of hard to believe that in the integrity of the game, when you hear you have someone who's in charge of, of kind of keeping the integrity of the game on the level, and they are so hysterically bad. And it's not like he's the only bad umpire. There's a bunch of bad umpires. Like, what was it, a week ago, Lance Barrett behind the plate? Was it Lance Barrett behind the plate in the Yankee game where Boone got kicked out for, for arguing balls and strikes? Which, it was hysterically bad. I mean, it was awful. Clear as day. Didn't need replays. Didn't need to go over it with a fine-tooth comb. So there are a bunch of really bad umpires in the sport. But 
while there are a bunch, it's clear who's the number one. Who is the worst guy of the bunch? And it's Angel Hernandez, year in and year out. And it's hard for me to believe that baseball, this billion-dollar organization, can't do something to get this guy out of a position where he embarrasses the sport on a regular basis. And that's MLB Round Trippers, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city on a Coach USA bus. For schedules, fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, to store, and to scan your tickets. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, it's 1130. It's time for What I Learned on TikTok. It's next on The Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM. Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Oh, yes, people. It is what I learned on TikTok. It is the Gordon Damer Show. In case this is the first time you're hearing this segment, well, it's very simple. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but I learn such interesting but yet completely useless information. So we've crafted this segment to uh, get some use out of that useless information. We give Joe and Harvey, the guys working on the show, a little chance to shine. I will give them four pieces of information, and you can play along at home, try to figure out what's true and what's not. One of these pieces of information is, is true, something I learned this week on TikTok. The other three I've just completely made up. They're not true in any way, shape, or form. So here we go. Let's uh, give it a run here. Joe, Harvey, who's going first here? I'm going first here. All right, here we go, uh, Harvey. Number one, Sigmund Freud had a collection of eyeballs. Number two, Louis XVI only took one bath in his lifetime. Tried it once, didn't like it, never took another one. Number three, Dr. Seuss was a huge pothead, and he credits marijuana for helping him write some of his books. Or number four, NASA originally banned astronauts from eating beans over concerns of creating an explosion. So again, to recap, number one, Sigmund Freud had a collection of eyeballs. Number two, Louis XVI uh, only took one bath in his lifetime. Number three, Dr. Seuss was a huge pothead. Or number four, NASA originally banned astronauts from eating beans. I got to tell you, before we even start this, mm-hmm. this is some of your best work right here. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is pretty good stuff here. I'm gonna, I'm I feel gonna, like this has been a very complimentary show. Everybody loving me. I feel like I'm going to hit, get hit by a car after this show. Well, you know so what it something is. bad is going to happen. Well, you know what it is. Once you replace Dan Grasso, right. that's, that's usually how it goes. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I think I just took a shot without even knowing. Yeah, why would you do that? Dan's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> he is great. You can't help yourself. Well, I'm good with the Irishman. I don't know what, what you're so no, upset about. Terrible. Come on, stick to the point. You're telling me to do a quick segment, and then you're getting me all off track. I'm going to go with Louis the 16th. Louis the 16th only took one bath in his lifetime. No, that's incorrect. I just made that up. That is incorrect. All right, so you got Sigmund Freud at his collection of eyeballs. Dr. Seuss was a huge pothead or NASA banned beans. Uh, NASA banned the beans. You're going to lock it in? Big explosion. Yeah, that is actually true. NASA was originally concerned with the gas, the flatulence would uh, maybe create an explosion if there was a loose spark someplace. All right, so there you go. 
All right, Joe, you're ready. Uh, you're ready to go here. I don't know how I'm going to follow that because okay. I had to hold well, in laughter. But let's this go. one is all musical based. It's all based on music. Usually, I just take random facts from anywhere I can find them. But this one is all—it's very centered. All right, so here we go. Number one, James Gandolfini. It was actually one of the background singers on the Sopranos theme song, Woke Up This Morning. Number two, David Lee Roth's father was a circus performer specializing in the trapeze and was the inspiration for the song Jump. Number three, the music of John Denver is the most popular choice of the CIA to torture prisoners. Or number four, Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel Comics so that he could play Spider-Man in a movie. So again, to recap, James Gandolfini, one of the background singers on The Sopranos theme song. David Lee Roth's father was a trapeze artist and the inspiration for the song Jump. Number three, the music of John Denver, popular for the CIA to torture people. Or number four, Michael Jackson wanted to be Spider-Man. I don't know what the CIA has anything to do with John Denver. Right. But that just, that sounds pretty good to me. I'll lock that one in. Lock it in. No, that's incorrect. It's John wrong. Denver's such happy music. That might not be your cup of tea. Might be a little too pie in the sky, but no, that's not that. They do use music to torture people. Usually it's uh, Nine Inch Nails. And Trent Reznor does not, did not, <laughs> did not appreciate that, clearly. Felt like it was kind of insulting, which. But I can see the CIA's point. It uh, after a while, it gets to be a little bit too much. All right, I digress. James Gandolfini, one of the background singers on the Sopranos theme song. David Lee Roth's father was a trapeze artist, or Michael Jackson wanted to be Spider-Man. I kind of respect the Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. situation sure just like if you don't want me to be spider-man i'll just buy you out and yeah become spider-man yeah so just from the respect factor i'll uh i'll lock, lock in, in michael jackson wanting to be spider-man yes that is correct yeah he wanted to uh buy marvel comics he had the money at the time and he really wanted to do it so he could be spider could you imagine how out of your mind that movie would have been michael jackson as spider-man very good good job did I did I tempt you with any of the other ones? The James Gandolfini was pretty funny. Yeah, that, okay. I thought about that one for a second, All but right. Right. John Denver, uh, that that was a good one. All right, there we go. All right, so uh, we we're flying through this segment today. We have to. We're running out of time. Noon is coming up quickly. All right, so we got one more. This time we flip it. Instead of three truths and one lie, now it's three truths and one lie. I had to think there for a second of my own segment. So one of these things is false. Three of these things are true. Are you ready? And you guys can team up this time. Do it. All right. Number one, Nebraska's official soft drink is Kool-Aid. Number two, ransom payments are tax deductible. Number three, there's actually a backstory, according to the company that runs Chuck E. Cheese, that Chuck E. Cheese was an orphaned mouse who did not know his own birthday. So to make up for it, he hosts children's birthday parties to celebrate their birthday. Or number four, squirrels' cheeks never stop growing. So again, to recap, Nebraska's official soft drink is Kool-Aid. Number two, ransom payments are tax deductible. 
Number three, Chuck E. Cheese doesn't know his birthday. He's an orphaned mouse, so he celebrates kids' birthdays. Or number four, squirrels' cheeks never stop growing. By the way, some of the best pizza I've ever had is from Chuck E. Cheese. Really? Tremendous establishment. Mm, okay. Now you're just being well, that look, guy. Pizza, <laughs> I, exactly. I mean, come on. What? And, 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 and what drives me insane is that people say that about me. That you're I'm, that guy? Yeah, that I'm that guy. Right. Well, well, I don't know what, what you have with Don. I mean, well, I've known Don for a very long time. He does know some of my weaknesses for sure. But being that guy, that's, there might be examples of that. Not liking the Irishman is not one of them. Come on. That was, it's a bit tough. That's but you know what? I'll be that guy then. I'm going Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. You think that's fake? Okay. Joe, you got one? I don't know how in the world that ransom payments are tax deductible. So okay. uh, I'll lock that one in. All right. Well, I'm happy to say both of you are wrong. No, ransom God, payments are tax wrong. deductible. And, uh, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, according to the backstory, was an orphan. I mean, is that the saddest thing you've ever heard, that somebody in, in corporate thought up, well, why is he celebrating these birthday Maybe he just likes kids. I don't know. That oh, might, no, no. That, He's an orphaned mouse who didn't know his own birthday? That so might, now he's celebrating children's birthdays? That might be worse than the, the one you had last week about the dog. What the parole. About the dog that was convicted of, yes. of, of whatever. He was framed for killing a cat by because he killed because the, 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 the governor's cat died. So he got framed and got sentenced to life in prison. No possibility of parole. That one was very sad. I think the Chuck E. Cheese one is even sadder. Yeah, you got so, some... All right, so you got two that one of them's fake, one of them's true. You got to figure it out. Nebraska's official soft drink is Kool Aid, or number two now, squirrels' cheeks never stop growing. I'm going go with the Kool Aid. You're going with the Kool Aid. Joe, you're going to stick with uh, Harvey, or you're going to go on your own? I'm going to go on my own. Give me the squirrels' cheeks. Well, obviously, one of you is right, one of you is wrong. It should be no surprise. Harvey's the wrong one. Joe's right. Yes, yeah, squirrels' cheeks never stop growing. <laughs> So there you go. Nebraska's official soft drink is Kool-Aid. If you ever have to pay a ransom, just know that when you get around to filling out your taxes, they are. That ransom payment is tax deductible. And Chuck E. Cheese apparently was an orphaned mouse who doesn't know his own birthday. And that, my friends, is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get the leftovers from Joe and Harvey. We'll get some of your more of your phone calls. Lots of stuff still to do as we take you up until noon. Gordon Dammer, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I think I just took a shot without even knowing. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A hungry Damer is never full. At this stage of my life, eating is like 90% of my joy. Where he answers the unanswerable. Got to do something with my hands. I got to get busy. No algorithm can defeat the GD. These are Gordon Damer's leftovers. Oh, yeah, and it's the final days of the ESPN New York no-hitter sweepstakes and your chance to win $25,000. Find uh, the no- Hopefully nobody took Rodon last night. Find the no-hitter tile on the ESPN New York app. Pick a team and submit your entry. At least you knew out, you were out of it right away. Uh, today's qualifier, today's qualifier is Debbie Catania from North Massapequa, New York, who has chosen New York's National League team. To throw a no-hitter today. It's presented by MoheganSunCasino.com for full contest rules. All you got to do, go to ESPNNewYork.com.
gmail.com. All right, so this is The Leftovers. We allow uh, Joe and Harvey to kind of bring the unanswered question. We've covered a lot of ground so far today. We've done everything with the Jets. We've done everything with the Giants. We talked about the NFL. Uh, we've gotten into the Yankees a little bit. Joe, Harvey, what is on your agenda? Actually, let me start with Joe because, Joe, I have never met your girlfriend, but the fact that she called you during the show or texted you, uh, got in touch with you during the show at 10.30 to find out where was where what I learned on TikTok this week, why it wasn't at 10.30, I already like this girl. I don't know anything else about her, but this is a good girl, and you should be uh, saving up some money and uh, putting a ring on that thing right there. Let me just say that right off the bat. Yeah, she texted me, I want to say, at 1040 and was like, where's what I learned on TikTok? And I said, well, we pushed it back because of the jet calls. And her response was, and I quote, why are people still beating a dead horse? (laughs) So So she's been with you a little while then. She she knows the jet stories. Now, is she a big jet fan? No, because she... She knows what they do to me. She mm-hmm. doesn't want that in her life. Plus, she's a Met fan, so she gets enough Ooh, torture enough in her that, life. Right? Yeah. No, that's that's no good. What's your What's your girlfriend's name? Morgan. Morgan. Well, Morgan, I li- I like Morgan a lot. So you gotta uh, put some. Uh, here's what you do: take your life savings. Our NFL picks this week. They're gonna they're, they're guaranteed. Put it all on those picks this week, and then by the end of the week, you'll not only be able to afford the ring, but uh, you'll be able to afford the the ceremony as well. If I do that, sounds I don't like th- a plan. Uh, if I do that, she might not like you as a return, but yeah. that, that's just here or there. That's, that's a lot to ask out of what I learned on TikTok to, to repair that. All right. Uh, what, what do you guys got for this week? I got one, and I don't know if this is a prop bet on FanDuel or DraftKings or one of the, mm-hmm. uh, the big sites, but what will happen more? The Jets scoring points or cutaways to Taylor Swift on Sunday night? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, look, we are now, with with Zach Wilson being the Jets quarterback, at least for the foreseeable future, they have now entered the equation of, like, the point, the, the, the point spread, you have to ask yourself, will the Jets score that many points? Like, this, the point spread for this week, I think, is down to eight and a half, which is odd to me that it's now going back the other way. Um, but will the Jets score eight and a half, nine points in this game? It's very close. I would think that the Jets will score more points than Taylor Swift's appearance. I would figure they'll mention it once or twice. I would put her her exposure to five appearances. So I think the Jets are going to score more than five points. But I like that one. Harvey, what do you close. got? I'm, I'm afraid to ask this, but Harvey, what do you got? Well, what's wrong with what I've done today? I've done nothing wrong. Oh, my. You've wreaked havoc on this show. I'll just say this. This is more like a projection leftover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that maybe the AFC South is a fun division to watch for the future. You've already got Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I think you spoke in one of the breaks that C.J. Stroud hasn't looked out of place. No, he's the Houston great. Texans. He's throwing the ball all over the place. He's looked fantastic. And I think that as long as Anthony Richardson can stay healthy, there's a player in there because he hasn't looked out of place either. Okay, that's interesting. I don't know what the takeaway is from that. I liked your other one. Uh, you, you reminded me of this. I, I didn't know that this happened, but 2001, Steve McMichael, the, the former Bears great, actually got ejected from a Cubs game for criticizing Angel Hernandez. He was singing the the take me out to the ball game in the seventh inning stretch. I don't remember this happening, but yeah, he criticized the umpire that he was going to have some words with the umpire after the game, and he got ejected. <laughs> See, twenty years ago, it was already known at that point Angel Hernandez was terrible, and yet he's still umpiring games on a regular basis. And there's nothing they can do. 
There's nothing they can do. They're a billion-dollar organization. I find, see, I'm a big believer that if you have a problem, you throw money at the problem. And, and baseball's got enough money. They, they have to be able to throw money at the problem and make it go away. But All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here before we get out of here at noon. Let's go to Angelo's in New York City. Angelo, go, my friend. How you doing? I'm good, Angelo. What happened to my uh, – oh, yeah, hi. Yeah. Uh, I go. wanted to say um, my – Thursday's paper in the post, which I, I get, I get, I was getting. When I turned over, I thought I was going to see uh, Ty Young winner and uh, Aaron Judge hits two home runs, and I see you know Taylor spread eagle freaking Swift. All right, well I, I couldn't that was on the back. Page. I bought I the paper. Didn't see that. I bought the paper, yeah. and this is the quote from Rogers in the paper: mm-hmm. "I'm not coming back to the stadium till I can walk in." What? <laughs> He's got a boot, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he has to. I would think he has to remain off of it for a certain period of time. And Angelo, no, thanks for the phone I, call. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't put pressure on. He's not just walking around with the boot. I think he's still on crutches. The pictures that I saw and, and pictures I've seen of other people, uh, when you're when you've done something to your Achilles, you have to stay off. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I've not. That's one of the reasons why I'm not using my muscles is that I don't want to at this age, I just want to make sure that they just don't uh, fall apart. So if you don't use them, there's a better chance that you're not going to sprain something. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, go, my man. Gordon, the problem with the Mets did two months left to go in the season is getting rid of two Hall of Famers and Robertson. You made your team not only bad, but irrelevant. See, there's one thing to be bad and relevant, and it's worse much worse to be bad and irrelevant. See, if Scherzer and Verlander and Robertson were still there and they were bad, we'd still be on talk radio saying, should we keep Scherzer next year? Do we sign him? Did he pitch good enough? Verlander, do we go for another year with them? Do we? It would have still been relevant. This is what sports talk is about. When you And then Robertson might have been your MVP. When you trade away these players and get nothing for them, just giving them away, you're telling the fans, we don't care about this uh, this team the end of the year. One-third of your season, you made it totally irrelevant. Wow, uh, I've Richard. I've never seen that done in New York sports history. Never. Well, uh, Richard, we got to run. But, uh, I mean, I think they were kind of irrelevant anyway. Now, maybe they wouldn't have finished 30 games under 500. That's how far uh, – 30 games out of first place, not 30 games under 500. I think they were 14 games under 500. But 30, 30 games out of first place, that is, that is shocking. Now, partly that is because they, they gave up on the season, which is true. But that's still, when you see that number, and, and I had not paid attention to the Mets in quite some time. I go past SNY sometimes, and I forget that there's still games. I think it's like a throwback game from like five years ago. I'm like, oh, no, this is still a major league game from this season. They did make themselves irrelevant, but I think that they were already on the road to that anyway. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. I mean, what a jam-packed show it was. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to all of you for listening. If you didn't get us on the phone, certainly hit us up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Uh, we'll be back on Monday night along with Larry Hardesty. Anita Marks is up next, only here, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. I think I just took a shot without even knowing. Yeah, why would you do that? It's fantastic. <laughs> Give me the squirrel's cheeks. That's the, one of the reasons why I'm not using my muscles.